1: Good morning. It is February 28th, 2024. It is Wednesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimoire Society. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day, which we're not doing today, so I don't know why I brought it up, so let's move it along. Uh, We're talking. Whoops, we're talking about marjoram today, Um, and let's talk about its magical uses. So this is from MagicalSpot.com, and they say that they see a lot of sites saying that marjoram comes from the ancient Greek meaning joy of the mountains. Uh, However, they believe it means ornamenting the mountain or making the mountain sparkle. So it's difficult to sort out the difference between marjoram and oregano lore, and I suppose it's possible that the lore could just not be that different, as the plants are quite similar and have been around together for a really long time. So let's talk about the magical properties. Marjoram is great for love and romance. You can use in love spells and potions to attract love, enhance romantic relationships, and promote fidelity. It's great for protection. Carried or placed around the home for protection against negative energies and psychic attacks. Purification and cleansing, used in rituals and herbal smoke to purify spaces and remove negative influences. And it can also be used in dream work and divination. Place under pillows or burn as incense to enhance dreams, intuition, and psychic abilities. All right, moving into some headlines. Today, we're talking about energy vampires and chaotic friends. So there's a trend on TikTok right now talking about how exhausting crisis friends are. And I don't know how I feel about this term crisis friend. It almost feels like the evolution of the term trauma dumping, which I'm going to be honest, it has a very... It, It feels like we're going from spiritual bullying, which is like, oh, no bad vibes here, or oh, that happened to you. Well, did you like manifest that into your life? Did you attract that? What did you do to attract that? Like, I think people are starting to realize that that toxic positivity thing is bullying. And now we're kind of seeing it manifest, right? Like, sometimes I don't actually think we become better as people, but I think we just channel our energy to different things. So now that we've like deemed that positive uh, toxicity isn't great, now it's almost like it's just evolved into hop uh, psychology bullying. So we've gone from good vibes only to trauma dumping, and now we're on like the crisis friend. So I don't really know how I feel about this. Again, it just feels like a new form of by horse bullying that we will always do and have always done. We just evolve it. And it's this idea of that our friends in our life who are always going through a crisis are exhausting, essentially. So I'm curious of what the New York Times has to say about chaotic friends and energy vampires. So again, this comes to us from the NewYorkTimes.com, written by Jan C. Dunn. So this person says, I once had a friend who completely sapped me. When we meet for dinner, she would complain nonstop about the food or boyfriend or boss. And once the check came, she'd ask how I was doing. Barely listen and then gather her things to leave afterwards. I felt like a husk. We've all had relationships that felt draining and ones that that lifted us up. Said Nedra Twab, a therapist and author of Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And we're often so accustomed to roles we play that we don't reflect on how these relationships make us feel, she said. But we should. Research suggests that relationships have a considerable positive effect on our health. Strong friendships can lower our blood pressure, protect against depression, and help us live longer. While those that were ambivalent about can or those people that we're ambivalent about can raise our blood pressure and cause anxiety. Today, we're going to identify our energy vampires, as well as friends who restore us. We even sought some advice from Oprah Winfrey and Gail King, who have been best friends for 47 years. First, they say, do a friendship audit. Who do you look forward to spending time with? Who makes you feel uplifted and understood? And who do you consistently put off seeing or dread responded to? Who often makes you feel irritated, keyed up, or fatigued? who makes you regularly zone out during conversations because they aren't involving you. And these are kind of the things we have to look at. We have to kind of take stock of our feelings to figure out who we should be spending time with. Instead of feeling trapped and helpless while somebody's going on and on, propose an activity such as going to an art museum. See, I also really like this too, right? Because sometimes we establish patterns in our friendships or we establish how things work and then maybe we want to change it up but we don't give the other person a heads up. So I like this idea of trying to shift it right or look for positives or uh, try changing the friendship dynamic and see how it works because sometimes we do establish this. Let's say we meet a friend when we're going through a hard time Or we're going through a difficult phase in our life, so we are doing a lot of complaining, which is like super normal and natural, especially when you're going through a hard time. It can be kind of normal to establish that that's what that friendship is for, right? But if you suddenly decide you don't like complaining anymore, but don't give that friend a heads up, you can't really now then label them negative, right? You were a part of establishing the dynamic, um and this is like why sometimes you see those TikToks or whatever where it's like here's a friendship test. Don't text back your friend and see how long it takes them to text you first or stop making plans with a friend and see how long it takes them to initiate plans. I'm super against those because again we often establish rules within our relationships. We establish roles and positions. So if I'm always the friend who initiates the plan and then I suddenly stop without giving the other person a heads up that I want to change the paradigm, how are they supposed to know, right? And from the flip side, if I have a friend, so for example, I have a friend who calls me every day at 4 p.m. He calls me every single day when she gets off work and she calls me from the drive from one job to another and we chit chat. Now, she always calls me that's how it is. If she stopped calling me, I would assume, oh, she's busy. Oh, she doesn't go to work today. Oh, she's probably hanging with her fiance. She's probably on vacation. Like I am not having the process of Oh, she's not calling me, so it's a test. I have to call her to prove I care about her. No, we've established she calls me now. If she decided she wanted to change that paradigm, if she reached out and was like, "Hey, it would actually make me uh, feel valued if you called me first once in a while," then I can go about and do that, right? But these tests of good friends, or uh, these things where we have taken taken a friendship that we have participated in the creation of and the rules and roles and then changing it without letting someone know, I think is really uncool and really unhealthy. So when I see these sort of like friendship tests, uh, I get really cringed out. And this was a good example too, like shift to an activity. Like if you and this one friend come to be- come together and complain every time you're together and like you don't try to ever change it up or you don't go, hey, this actually makes me feel icky. Uh, and then how are they supposed to know that you suddenly want to change the dynamic of the relationship? You know what I mean? So, yes. Um, of course we want to prioritize friends who, uh, energize us and who make us feel good about ourselves. We want to minimize time with friends who maybe make us feel not great. I, I had that happen where I started to notice that, around a certain friend, I started to not feel really good. I started to feel like I was constantly being critiqued or poked at or uh, told I was wrong or um, was constantly like, I, I can't even explain it, but it got to a point where I just didn't feel like I could have fun around that person anymore because I was constantly nervous to say anything, to do anything, because I didn't want to get critiqued over and over and over again. And I started to notice I really struggled to have any joy around that person. And like, obviously, that's not healthy. And we talked about it. You know, we actually had the conversation. So yeah, friendships are hard. But you know, it's really interesting. But I love the idea of doing a friendship audit and just kind of see like where we're standing with the people in our lives. All right, which is I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more.
2: Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity the Chicago astrologer coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Wednesday, February 28th. The waning gibbous moon moves from the negotiating tables of Libra to down to business Scorpio today. Here, the moon squares Pluto. We're facing a difficult truth today, something that's got us off our game. Pluto does not sugarcoat when it comes to candor. If Pluto had a motto, it would be to thine own self be true. And it would mean every single word. So, when Pluto holds something up to us as real, it's hardly worth dodging or trying to deny it. The best way to approach this energy is by acknowledging what Pluto is trying to show us. And now that we know better, we can do better. Your daily moon mantra is, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our own light. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
3: Attention, witches! This is Nina Moreau broadcasting a special alert from the Grimoire Society. We ask that witches please remember to subscribe to the new monthly newsletter. While we love psychically sending you every spell, recipe, penny dreadful, and conjure advice that we have, Spirit representatives have asked that we cease clogging up the ether. We have contracted a special team of messenger pigeons to deliver your monthly newsletter directly to your doorstep. For only $5, you can sign up for this elusive serial at www.TheGrimoirSociety.com. Remember, this notice is for witches only. If you are not a witch and have somehow come across this broadcast, you will forget all that you've heard in three, two.
1: All right, we are back. So this is a post from one of our listeners on Facebook, Abby. Abby says, I listened to the podcast from February 16th and I loved it. I found it super interesting because I'm 90% sure I had an out-of-body experience back in the summer of 2023. I don't remember specifically which month, but I know it was summer because my daughter had just turned two in June and I had just started sleeping through the night. In the middle of the night, I woke in my dream and was fully in charge. I remember stumbling upstairs to my daughter, but I can't remember if I was able to make it to her room or not. The biggest thing I remember is finding it extremely hard to walk down the staircase, and I wasn't able to make it back to my body. The details are a bit dull at that point, but I remember for sure I was trying to call for my partner's name for help, and it wasn't working. I knew I was dreaming, but I wasn't able to wake myself up. It was a struggle for a while to wake up, and and it was pretty scary, but I don't remember for sure how it ended, other than I'm pretty sure I made it back to my body before finally waking Abby that is an amazing like example of astral projection or out of body experience. I completely agree. That's exactly in my opinion that's exactly what it feels like. Um when people talk about out of body experiences or astral projection, the thing that they sometimes we forget is that it it is it is taking place in the our actual physical world. It's a real it's real. It's happening right now. We're just Experiencing it differently. So it's not a dream, you know, it's not, there isn't suddenly going to be a monster. You're not going to suddenly be in a different time of day. Like you're, it's you in your current physical world, just in a different physical form. And how you explained it was perfectly. You were still in your house, you knew you were sleeping, you were walking through the home in which you were asleep in. Uh, at the time in which you were asleep, you were struggling to walk. Um, yeah, that that's it. I have found for me, um, I tend to I tend to snap out of those experiences pretty quickly because of things like stairs. If, if there's any sort of stair I have to navigate, I always trip and fall. And I always trip and fall back into my body. Um, so yeah, I have this happen a lot. I, I'm impressed you got up the stairs. I can guarantee right now, um, I don't know if it's a me issue or if it's a common out of body issue, but if, if there is astral me and a stare, it's over. <laughs> I will trip. It's the oddest thing. And I'm actually dying to know if anyone else knows what I'm talking about or if anyone else has had this experience. If you have, please let me know I'm not alone. Please email me. I'm dying to know if like if like the stare being the natural predator to astral projection is just a me problem. Um, okay, what are we talking about today? Leap year. Tomorrow is leap year. This is a leap year. Yay. Tomorrow is the 29th. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about leap year magic. And this is coming to us from thewitchandwand.com. Leap days have special magical properties because the day itself is so rare. So, this is so I'm going to give you some things you can do. All right. If you want to take one of these things and do it tomorrow, I love this for you. And I think it is a really special opportunity. One, you can speak to the spirits. Leap days heighten psychic abilities and break down barriers. This makes leap days perfect for divination, scrying, and spells that connect to the spirit world. You can do fairy magic. This makes a lot of sense. Uh, Like the spirit world, the realm of fairies is easy to access on days where the veil between the worlds is thin. Use leap day to contact the fairy realm. Now, something they didn't touch on, but why, right? Why is leap year a thin veil? And it's because it's an in-between, right? This day only exists every four years. It's a day that kind of exists outside of typical time, and that makes it an in-between time. It's in-between Uh, Every four years. And I think that's why it makes it a great time to do spirit work and fairy work, which I often kind of consider sort of the same thing. Long term goals and intention spells. Since leap days only happen every four years, they are wonderful for spells that take longer to come to fruition and spells that you need to unfold over time. Use leap day magic to solidify long term goals and set lasting intentions. It's great for spells of courage. Leap days are traditionally days where the mundane is replaced by the unexpected. This is a great day to be bold. Try something new. Cast a spell of courage, daring, or passion. Turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. Next, positive potions. There is a whimsy and celebration that surrounds leap days. They come and go so quickly that we must enjoy them while they are here. Use the day to cast, brew up, or store some potions for happiness, joy, and goodwill. And then finally, banishing spells. Leap days come and then they vanish just as quickly. Banishing spell cast on this day will be extra potent as it will carry the transience of the day in its very essence. All right, witches. So I don't know. I don't know what I want to do for my leap day. Part of me wishes it wasn't like a weekday. Like, why can't it just be like a free day? Why can't every leap day, everyone, it's just like chaos. But like, not chaos and like the purge, but like chaos as in like Bacchanalian. Like, why does it have to be Friday? Why can't it just be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, leap day, Friday? Because like, I don't want to work. I want to leap. I want to frolic. I want to lay in the grass and drink champagne. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. We I think we should do a petition. <laughs> Out of all the problems in the world right now, this is I know someone's gonna email me and be like, meh, 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 meh. um, we can have fun. We can be silly and have fun and not be agents of enemies of the world. Okay. Um, but I do super wish. It wasn't a Friday. I wish it was just a special day that we could do whatever we wanted and just frolic. Um, oh my gosh, almost like a Shabbat, where like you cannot work, you cannot prepare meals, you just you must just have a nice time. That's what I want. Oh man, there are so many things that I want. One world peace, obviously. Um, Days of Frolic I think are very nice Uh, I would like for No More Debt and nice times I just want nice times for everybody I know that sounds really like childish and naive and simple but it's true Um, all my beliefs simply boil down to uh, I want people to be safe and have a nice time and yeah All right. I don't know how we got there but there we are all right, so we're wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Uh, we do have a card pulled today. Our card is Get Fucked by the Roast Iconic Oracle. I wonder if that's a response to my, I just want everyone to have a nice time. Because I will agree it sounds really simplistic and annoying. That's how I feel. Okay. I'm disgusted with the way you acted. Go away and get lost. (laughs) All right. I guess leap day is a work day then. I'll take it. Anyways, witches. uh, That's what I've got for you today. Don't forget any bugs, text, headlines, sources. Anything we reference today can be found in podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches we
0: hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence links for this week's episodes our website patreon along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com one stop for everything we talk about now take one more deep breath